Night has fallen and the storm subsided into a dull, constant light rain. The few remaining mercenaries of high-risk solutions warily go about securing their gear and resting after the ambush they just survived. Spectre, still furious over the loss, is on the comm to his logistics officer. Frag all the contracts, Central. Pull them all off. We have the capital to pay the penalties. Spectre, you don't get it. Money isn't the issue here. If we pull out of these contracts just because you have a hard-on for a pair of criminals, then it's going to make us look unreliable. Plus, you need a unanimous decision by the other five partners. We have a job here that requires our full attention. Pull non-essential personnel and send them my way now, Central. That's an order from one of the partners. No, I will not let you tank this organization just because a pair of Shadowrunners outsmarted you. You win some, you lose some. But you aren't thinking clearly. Central, you seem to forget that I'm good friends with the partner who sponsored you into HRS. I can get him to twist your fragging arm. Who do you think I've been messaging since you mentioned canceling the other contracts? Who do you think I'm speaking for when I said no? You little bastard, you went over my head. I'm sorry, Spectre, but if any contract should be dropped, it's that one. We've already sunk too many resources into this. We aren't breaking even on this payout anymore. The partners are already in the process of dropping the contract as we speak. I'm still a partner in this PMC, and you need a unanimous decision for that. A unanimous vote was reached just now. The partners have voted you out of this organization. Your permission is no longer required. I'm sorry, Spectre, but this is what's best for the company. Ah! Bastards! Spectre, in his anger, throws his comm link into the wall. Meanwhile, across town in Tacoma, at the hotel functioning as her hideout, Cypher is busy trying to monitor for Mr. Clean and Wolf and works on covering the mercenaries' tracks. While absently re-watching the ambush footage again, she catches sight of Mr. Clean firing a single shot at the van as it fleets. Enhance grid 23 by 14. Enhance grid 15 by 3. Lock on, playback in one quarter, go. A tracker? No. How did I miss that? I have to warn Dad. Cypher tries to call Spectre's comm link, but the device is not receiving calls. Then a pop-up message displays before her that Spectre has been burned and that the mission is scrubbed. No, why? This, this can't be. It says if I still want to be employed, I must secure my transport back to headquarters. But I can't. I don't, I don't know. What do I, what do I do? No, please, please, no. Cypher's panic almost overwhelms her until the audio of one of the security feeds catches her attention. Quickly, she cuts the audio from all other channels and focuses her sole attention on that one. Call Enigma. Tell him the tracker's in place. Already sent the message. You think he was in one of those vans? Cypher plays the audio of the short conversation back several times before she then thinks to open up data connecting the communication network in the area. She filters through all the extraneous data and finds what she is looking at. Wolf's comcast. She looks at the digits displayed before her for a moment, and finally she makes the call. The speaker icon appears, and three curved lines blink at one time as it rings. Please, please, please pick up. Hello? Who is this? Please, listen to me. I know that Spectre's been trying to kill you, but you're Shadowrunners, right? If I offer you a better deal, will you please not kill him? Why are we stopping? I'm putting you on with my partner, too. All right, now what's this again? 
Please, my name is Cypher. I'm associated with Spectre. So explain to me why I should continue this conversation with you. He's been burned by the PMC he helped found, and the partners have voted to drop the contract on your lives. I think I can convince him to stop trying to come after you, but the contract is void, so you're safe. No. What? No. Spectre came at us to kill us. I let that go unanswered, then tomorrow, somebody else that wants my head is going to come at me because they think they can. I'm putting a stop to that real quick. Besides, why should I trust you? You work for him. Please, he's my dad. The answer's the same. Alright, look, I'll try to talk to your dad. I won't make any promises, but if we can resolve this without killing him, I will try. Notice, I will try. That's all I can promise, okay? Okay. Wolf climbs back into the van and they drive on towards their target. His comlink rings again and he glances down to see the message. It's from Cypher and it is the name and information on the man who hired Spectre to kill them. Do you care to explain to me why I just received a call from HRS telling me that they're dropping my contract? Oh, God damn it. You just had to friggin' show up here, didn't you? You and I had a deal, Spectre, and now I'm not getting what I paid for. This is on you now to make right. I've been burned too, you pompous asshat. Be happy you got a refund. At least tomorrow you'll wake up and still have your meaningless wage slave job. Me? I've gotta find a new employer. But I'll still be plagued by those two murdering bastards. Fine, if you're freelancing now, then I'll hire you privately. Mystery Man takes out his comlink and swipes his fingers across the screen. He enters a few numbers and the comlink responds with a ding. There, I just sent the total to your decker. She can put the money into an account for you. I want you to kill those gutter jumpers, Spectre. Now, you've been paid, so get back to work. Wolf drives the van into the warehouse, and the two sides begin engaging each other in arts. Mr. Clean unloads a machine gun in a nearly continuous burst. PUSH! 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 Wolf, keeping his head down, spots the unusual sight of a businessman amongst the mercenaries. A large, older human man begins working his way towards the back of the warehouse. I see the Johnson! I'm gonna pursue! You put a bullet in his brain pan, Wolf! I know my job, Clean. I got it. The gun battle continues as Wolf flanks around the cluttered interior of the warehouse and chases after the mystery man. They exchange a few rounds between each other, but still the chase is on. But, finally, in the abandoned offices near the back, Wolf scores a good shot to the man's leg and crumples to the ground, groaning in pain. Fighting outside is subsiding with only a few shots ringing out muffled in the background. Says your name is, uh... Simon Kilgore? <laughs> Why? Why what? Why do you want us dead? The hell did we ever do to you, Ome? <laughs> You're not my friend, you sack of crap. You can't even remember what you did to me. <laughs> Guess it figures. You and Clean were always so self-absorbed to look at the runners around you. You were too worried about getting your cut to give a damn about your fellow runners who were getting screwed. Alright dude, get on with it. I want to know, what do we do? Take a job from you or disrespect you on a run or something? Because honestly, this just didn't make any sense. Wolf, we got Spectre on the run, but he's wounded. Where are you? 
I'm busy. I'm on my way. All right, look, John, when my partner gets here, it won't be good. So please, tell me what we did to you. His name was Michael, but his team called him Felix. Felix. I know that name. Yeah, who are you to him? I'm his older brother, and you and Mr. Clean are the sons of bitches who killed him. That's why I want you dead. The rain continues to fall in Seattle as this episode comes to a close. Mr. Clean and Wolf have found the man gunning for their lives. Now Wolf will remember the events that led up to this day. That's a story for next time on Tales of Deniable Assets.